This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Matt, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Dan and Eric, uh-oh, versus current tournament contestant David Feuder and newcomer Chris Muller. Welcome to the bench, Chris. Uh, why don't you take a minute to let us know where you're from, what teams you root for, and anything else, like maybe where you work and where people can follow you. Uh, glad to be here. My name's Chris Muller. Uh, I am hailing from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where, ironically enough, I do sports talk for a living for 93.7 The Fan uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, so I get paid to make people angry, uh, I would say, <laughs> and get them mad online. I like to get people mad on the internet, um, which you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Muller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-P-G-H. Um, I don't know. I grew up rooting for all the Pittsburgh teams. So I'm a big, I am a big Steelers, Penguins, Pirates fan, but uh, my mom's from Cleveland. So I also have uh, Browns, Indians, Allegiances, Cavaliers, I guess. And I'm the only, to my knowledge, the only Penn State graduate that has rooted for Pitt his entire life in collegiate <laughs> athletics. Oh, and I love Nebraska. Tommy Frazier, Air Nebraska. I was like a huge fan. So that's probably another reason why I hated Penn State football. So now you had me there, everything you, I was okay with everything until you just said that. I live in Nebraska and there's nothing I hate more than the Nebraska Cornhuskers. So, sorry. So yeah, my wife's a, a UNL grad. So, <laughs> all right. So uh, yeah, well, I think uh, the Penn State thing might uh, interest uh, our other guest, Eric there, but uh, let's move on now to David. David, uh, you're uh, kind of a returning guest because you're in our second round of our tournament. So uh, why don't you remind us about, you know, who you are, where you're from, and the teams, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, much like Chris, I'm from the Pittsburgh area, follow all the Pittsburgh sports teams, University of Pittsburgh specifically. I'm lucky enough to be in the second round of your Benchwarmers tournament. I'm looking forward to playing in round two. I've greatly enjoyed the podcast. Awesome. Good deal. And uh, Dan, you're back from vacay, spending some time up in uh, – Minnesota with the fam and up north at the lake, I guess, right? And uh, yeah. so, want to tell us how was your relaxing vacation driving? Was it like 22 hours it has to be or something like that? It's about 21 hours out there. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And we, and we made a pit stop in Michigan, which is not exactly on the way. Why? I've got family there, apparently. I don't know. I, you don't know if you have family there? <laughs> my, I, I have in laws there. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I'd, I'd kind of forgotten what it was like to be out in the, uh, the open air of, uh, of, of Minnesota. You know, you get the, uh, the smell of, uh, of, of deep pine and sports anguish and it's, uh, it's <laughs> nothing like it. Awesome. Well, good deal. And, uh, we have a, a famous guest with us tonight. The, the host of the Priority List podcast, Mr. Eric Eid. Hey, Eric. Oh, what's, what's that Tell about? Tell us a successful podcast. I'm so excited, dude. I listened to the first episode today. It was awesome. Heard all about pickles. I can't wait for more pickle-related debates. It is going to be amazing. All right. Thanks for the sarcasm there. Um, no. I'm, I'm, I'm totally serious. <laughs> no um yeah so i guess by the time this comes out well we should be up and running um and i, I like how you refer to me as a guest now because i'm like hardly ever on anymore right is that what it is <laughs> right. I, I wasn't i wasn't making that very clear but yeah I did a little subtle shot there to you <laughs> yeah oh, oh i still edit so just shush <laughs> all right 
not this part of the show. No, <laughs> exactly. Bombay cuts all this out. All right. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, why don't we uh, give team names here? So why don't we start off, uh, Eric and Dan, with your guys' team name? Well, ours is pretty straightforward. Um, you just take the two things that we both love the most, and it's, our team name is going to be uh, Minnesota and Methamphetamines. <laughs> Chris is like, what in the hell I are do we love, talking about? Here? I love Minnesota, so I mean. <laughs> it's an ongoing uh, joke on the podcast, Chris, that we talk about. We encourage people to do meth. No, no, we do not. <laughs> Kids. Some people encourage. Do not do meth. To do meth. I don't yeah, encourage so. anybody to do it. I'm just saying it's an option. <laughs> All right. Uh, David and Chris, what is your guys' team name going to be? Well, Chris and I are both fans of um, I Think You Should Leave, and season two just premiered. So for a season one callback, we're going to be the Turbo team. I Think You Should Leave? I never heard of that show. Netflix. It's a sketch comedy show. Oh, my God. Check it out. Man, it's hilarious. Pretty good. I'm going to say four words. Uh, If you guys joke about Minnesota and methamphetamines, I think this is going to work out well. I'm going to say four words now that if you watch the skit, will never feel the same to you. Baby of the year yes that's all you'll you'll watch the skit and you will understand why i said you will never think of those four words ever again in any kind of other context season one episode one right chris i think i believe so i think they came in hot with that bad boy they came in hot yeah all right well uh dan's gonna be doing some live reads for us here tonight so let's go kick it over to dan for the rules Right, we'll be starting the game off with our tailgate round to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them to you as we go along live tonight. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with an entertainment questions that are pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to, these, to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. All right, thanks, Dan. That was awesome. Um, it's time for the tailgate, consisting of three warm-up questions worth 10 points each. Today's tailgate will be about famous radio play-by-play announcers. I know, Chris, you don't do play-by-play, but, you know, radio, kind of a little bit of a theme. So I thought I'd plan for that. Well, I appreciate that. All right, question number one. This play-by-play man was a place kicker for 10 seasons in the NFL with three teams. He started his broadcasting career immediately after retiring from football in 1962. He spent 32 years with CBS and made the move over to Fox along with his longtime Hall of Fame partner when it, was acqu- when it acquired the rights to the NFC in 1994. We can check in. Okay. David and Chris, the, uh, I'm sorry, Turbo Team has checked in. <laughs> Eric and Dan, I guess you can check it out and uh, chat it out. This is probably going to be an easy one for you guys. It's be summer, all right? Yeah. All right, let's do that. That was efficient. All right, and David and Chris, what'd you guys check in with? Uh, we were similarly shortened to the point. We agreed. Pat Summerall. Both teams are getting points. The answer is uh, Pat Summerall. Pat's real name was George Allen Summerall. Uh, this isn't confirmed, but the thought was that he got the nickname Pat when he uh, was playing due to his efficiencies, uh, efficiency in kicking points after kick or points after touchdown. Sorry. Hmm. Yeah, he'd be Pack otherwise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a bad name. 
No offense to anyone in Impact. If he was if he was bad at making point afters, would he be Blair Walsh Summerall? Oh, <laughs> that's one. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't decided how many you get yet. But that's one. <laughs> All right, uh, both teams earning points. Sir, moving on to question number two. This reporter and play-by-play announcer made the transition from primarily women's sports on ESPN and other outlets to men's sports in 2005 when she was the second woman to call nationally televised college football games. She has went on to be the first woman to call a nationally televised NFL game in 2015 and became the preseason voice of the Raiders in 2017. She currently calls NFL games on CBS along with college basketball on CBS and the NBA on NBC. All right, we'll check in. All right. Uh, Turbo teams checked in. Um, Minnesota methamphetamines. You guys can talk it out. This is about women, so I'm going to talk it out. Mm. Uh, It's not Andrea Kramer, is it? Is it? I was thinking her or Hannah Storm. No, Hannah Storm doesn't do play-by-play. There's another lady. um, Her name's Gail, but I have no idea what her last name is. I know who you're talking about, but I don't think she did national. I think she did. I think she was the first one woman to do a NFL game. Okay. I don't think it was the national game though. Um, I don't, I don't hate Andrea Kramer as an answer or personally. Uh. <laughs> is, is that the right uh, network for her? It is right. Andrea Kramer would not have been, wait, he said NBC, CBS. No, she was more ESPN. I thought. I don't, know, I don't think we're going to I'm not going to come up with much more than than that. I, I, I don't see how we can go anywhere, but. OK. Yeah, let's let's do it. Which one? Anna Storm or. No, Andrew Kramer. All right. OK. And Turbo Team, what did you check in with? Uh, Pam Ward. Neither team getting points. The answer is Beth Moens. Uh, Beth. Ethan, and you know what rhymes with Beth? <laughs> There's this girl we used to call her Crystal Beth. <laughs> All right. So neither team's getting points. Um, moving on to question number three. This hockey announcer started his career in 1973 doing IHL play-by-play on the radio. He'd go on to be the voice of the New York New Jersey Devils, broadcasting on almost every network that has hockey called play-by-play either on TV or radio for 22 Stanley Cup series and five Olympic games on NBC. He retired in October of 2020. While with the Devils, his longtime color commentator was Glenn Chico Resch. We can check in, dude. All right, Minnesota methamphetamines. Is it the plural? Methamphetamines or methamphetamine? There's always more than one. Okay, you guys have checked in. Uh, Turbo team, you can talk it out. I mean... The first name that pops to mind in the retirement uh, this past fall, Mike Doc Emmerich, uh, Dave, is the first one I think of. Right. I thought of Gary Thorne sort of immediately, but I think he's, I don't think he's retired. I think he's... Gary was trying to get work on ESPN and they didn't bring <laughs> right. him back and everyone right. got mad about it. That's right. I think he's calling games for the Orioles. So is, is Doc Emmerich retired? Yeah, Doc hung him up because I know Forslund took um, the lead play-by-play role for them. Um, okay. So I, I can't think of anybody else that it would actually be. And right. That's a lot of Stanley Cups. Yeah. I feel like I've heard Doc talk about Chico Resch before. So I think it's got to be him. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's check in with that. And uh, I guess, Eric, um, what did you guys come up with? 
I used to like him, and then he went on. Then the NBC did the whole thing where they just kind of tried to dumb the sport down for people who don't know hockey, and he fell right in line with it. So um, in the beginning, he was great, and then towards the end, not a big fan. But yeah, we went with Doc Emmerich. And both teams getting points. The answer is Mike Doc Emmerich. Along with winning nine Emmy Awards for excellence in broadcasting, Doc was uh, inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2008. I met Glenn Chico Resch at uh, in my my dorm at uh, college. The uh, not in my room. But... <laughs> <laughs> How college was this? Chico. His daughter. His daughter was in the same dorm as I was, and uh, he was there just to visit and i nicest guy in the world he sat down and talked with me for like two hours he didn't sit down and play a game at tecmo bowl no no that was the next year <laughs> emmerich's a super nice dude too but he's also a pittsburgh pirates fan so that's just like the man loves pain <laughs> good times all right well heading into or excuse me after the tailgate uh, we have a score all knotted up here both teams have 20 points Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. That'll take us to the first quarter where our first quarter will be the odd one out. The odd one out for this quarter. There will be five categorized questions containing lists of six items. The teams will attempt to choose the item from the list that does not fit the given category. Each question is worth 20 points. Question number one, which is not an NHL mascot? We have Cappy the Eagle, Mick E. Moose, Sabretooth, Al the Octopus, Wild Wing, and Sparky the Dragon. We can check in then. Uh, Yeah, we'll check in. Minnesota Methamphetamines is checked in. Turbo Team, you can talk it out. So. Chris and I have been going back and forth here. Cappy is definitely the Washington Capitals. I think Al the Octopus is Detroit. I think Sparky the Dragon is one of the New York teams. Maybe the Devil, maybe? Devil. The devil. Or the, <laughs> I think, I think, and I think Sabretooth would either be, I guess, the Predators or the Sabres, but for one of them, it would make sense. Mickey Moose, for some reason, looks messed up to me, but I feel like it's a moose. It's hockey. Like, I feel like it has Yeah, to be. I think it is. I think it's one of the Canadian teams. I think Wild Wing is a curveball where the wild – why would it be a wild Mickey wing? Moose might even be might even be the Minnesota Wilds. It could be. Wild Wing. I don't, I, I don't know why. Why would the wild – isn't the wild's logo – like, it doesn't have anything to do with birds, so why would it be Wild Wing? Like, that's Buffalo Wild Wings. I feel like that's the curveball. All right. I'm I'm at I'm at peace with that. Yeah. All right. We'll check in with Wild Wing and uh, Minnesota Methamphetamines. Would you check in with? Um, we had it down to two. Sabretooth is the Sabers. El the Octopus is the Red Wings. Sparky the Dragons. The Islanders. Uh, Mickey Moose is actually Winnipeg. Oh. Um. So we had it down to Campy the Eagle and Wild Wing. Dan thought Wild Wing was Anaheim. 
Um, I sat here and think thought about it and Cappy the Eagle didn't make sense. I'm pretty sure the Capitals mascots called Slapshot, so we went with Cappy the Eagle. Yep, one team getting points. The answer is Cappy the Eagle. Mm. You're correct. The Eagles uh, mascot is a bald eagle named Slapshot. So I threw that fake Cappy the Eagle in there to uh, throw you off. Well, it worked really well for me because that was the first <laughs> one I just thought was legit. So, Okay, we'll move on to question number two. Uh, major league players who have hit for the cycle twice in their major league career. Ken Boyer, Joe DiMaggio, Adrian Beltre, Ted Williams, Carlos Gomez, and George Brett. We'll check in, Matt. All right. Turbo teams checked in. Minnesota methamphetamines. Please check it out. All right. So I'm positive that... Beltre did it. I think I remember Carlos Gomez doing it after he left the Twins. With he would, the, he uh, would have had to have, or else why is Carlos Gomez on here? <laughs> could say the same thing about Ken Boyer too. Uh, Matt likes old baseball. Yeah, <laughs> I, I stayed away from the 1800s on this one. There was like about 20 of them on there. That one, so Nap LaJoy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it comes down to. I think you're right. I think it comes down to either Jolton Joe or Teddy Baseball. All right, well, whose head's frozen still? <laughs> so we go with that. Of the two, I, I consider DiMaggio more of the slugger. Okay. Williams was a was a hit machine, but... I think that that makes me want to use him more than, but I, I defer to you. You want to use... Who do you want to use, Williams over DiMaggio? I would... That's my gut, but my gut is just based on game theory. If it's based on those two... If, if we've got it down to those two, then I would say it's more likely that DiMaggio did it than that Williams did it. Okay. I defer. I'm going with, I, let's go with Ted Williams for zero points. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Turbo Team, what did you guys check in with? Uh, we did the, which one of these feels like it's so obvious it has to be wrong theorem here. Uh, we also eliminated a couple of those early ones uh, that Minnesota meth also knocked out the more modern guys. So we think Ted Williams uh, for this one just doesn't feel right that he's in there. Yep. And you guys uh, caught on to it there. That's exactly why I picked a uh, Teddy ball game. Uh, the answer is Ted Williams. Williams hit for the cycle once on in July of 46, but never did it a second time. Just need to unfreeze his head. Yeah. No, or leave it frozen. It'd probably knock a ball out or two. I think that frozen head would hit third for the Pirates. <laughs> Question number three. There are only 10 soccer players with 75 or more goals in international play. Which one is not on that list? Sandor Coxis of Hungary. Christian Ronaldo of Portugal. Ali Day of Iran. Pele of Brazil, Neymar of Brazil, and Lionel Messi of Argentina. I think we can check in. All right, Turbo Team's checked in. Minnesota Methamphetamines, talk it out. It's funny, I actually have a, a relative uh, named Sandor. Is his last name Clegane? No, it's uh, Putko. I, I'm pretty sure that uh, Ronaldo and this uh, Ali Dai guy are tied at the top of the list, or at least were tied not too long ago. Okay. Um, so here's the thing. 
There is a Hungarian up there. Okay. That last name that he has right here, not familiar with it. Okay. I'm not familiar with the other guy's name, but I'm pretty sure his first name's like Frenick, not San, not Sandor. So I say we go with uh, good old Coxus. You go with the tailbone. You know what that is? Coxus is your tailbone. You're going for a banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> okay. You, you think, I mean. Yes. Yes. What, where would he have gotten that name from? Then? I don't know. Because Sandor is a Hungarian <laughs> first name. And Coxus is your tailbone. <laughs> Um, just spelled weird. I don't know where he. Uh, maybe that is a guy, but it's not the one up at the top, it, unless like, he goes by a different name. My uh, guess was going to be Neymar, because I don't uh, know if he's had the opportunity to score that many. It's a good point. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who. The, I don't know who that first guy is. I don't think he's putting a random Hungarian dude. I, th- I think he is just to stick it to me. He knew I was going to be on. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go Neymar. Forget it. Let's go Neymar. I don't well, know. I mean, if you're no, if you're pretty sure that the I, the Hungarian, how many Hungarians could be at the top of this list? You know, they they used to be very good back. You know, prior to you know the interwebs. Could there be two Hungarians with more than seventy five goals? Probably not. Okay. Well, if if one of them you're positive is not that guy, uh... I'm positive on Dai. I'm positive on. Ronaldo, I'm positive on Pele. I'm pretty positive on Messi. I've never heard of Sandar Coxix. And I think Neymar hasn't been around long enough. That's why I, I, I'll defer to that because I, don't, I agree. I don't think he was. All right, we'll go with Neymar. Yeah, Triple Team, what are you checking in with? My game theory here was, again, we had not heard of the Hungarian or the Iranian, and we sort of figured that that would be very sort of I don't know if diabolical is the right word, but we just wouldn't pick those ones. So we figured it would be someone that we've heard of. And of the four other ones, I think Neymar's he's still pretty young. I think he might still be in his 20s. So we just didn't think he would have scored that many goals. So we also locked in on or checked in with Neymar. All right. Well, uh, both teams are getting points. The answer is Neymar. So are there two from Hungary in the in the top? Yes, there's it's a uh, uh Ferenc, uh Puskas, Puskas, and then Sandor Coxix. I'm Hungarian. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to know all these stuff, but I didn't. I've never heard of Sandor Coxix. So. Yeah, uh, Neymar currently has 68, but um, you'll probably get to 75. All right, we're moving on to question number four. WNBA top five all-time assist leaders: Sue Bird, Lindsey Whalen, Diana Taurasi, Tika Penichero. Love it. Candice Parker and Courtney Vandersloot. <laughs> Have had it, man. We'll we'll check in. <laughs> okay, Minnesota methamphetamines have checked in. Turbo team, you guys can chat it out. Tisha Penichero, I am like ninety nine percent sure is on there. She was like one of those uh, players that no American really knew much about, but she was ridiculously nasty. Like she was Jason Williams for the WNBA, just making like absurd slick passes. So. Sue Bird has to be on the list, right? Sue Bird has to be on there. Probably Tarasi, right? She's a guard. She's played forever. Wouldn't you think she'd be on there? Hang up on Tarasi, and that's that she's such a pure scorer. Right. Under a little bit. But she's also all around in that league that I feel like she could be on both. Candace Parker kind of has me thrown off. That's the same one I'm looking at, too, because she's a she's a forward, right? She's not a guard. 
three. She got famous for dunking in the high school McDonald's All America thing years ago. Um, and I feel like there's not like a Chris Weber point forward vibe going there. I don't know Lindsay Whalen or Courtney. I mean, Lindsay Whalen's name's from I don't know Courtney Vandersloot. Yeah, I forget where Whalen played in college, but she was a point guard type. Okay. At the risk of being like, of wondering if we're getting game three here, I feel like the obvious one is the correct one. I feel like Candace Parker does not belong there. Okay. We'll check in with that. And Minnesota Methamphetamines, what did you guys check in with? Tell you exactly where Lindsay Whalen played her college mm-hmm. ball. She played at the University of Minnesota. Um, and uh, she and Tarasi were always kind of going back and forth with the with assists um sue bird's number one for sure um i, I went with you with the same way you guys went it's the I, out of the six on here i picked the one that wasn't a guard um which is candace parker all right both teams getting points let's go through the top five here we got sue bird um how do you say her name chris teacher panichero there you go. Thank you. Lindsay Whalen, number three. Diana Tarazi, number four. Courtney Vandersloot, number five. Subert, Diana, and Courtney are all three still playing, still active currently in the WNBA. And Candace Parker, also still active, but probably not going to get up to the top five, has 1,300. Uh, just for reference, Cor- Courtney Vandersloot has 1,900, so she's got quite a ways to go if she wanted to catch up to her, but don't think it's going to happen. So, yeah, both teams getting points. And we'll move on to question number five. NBA jersey numbers not retired by any NBA team. Number 25, 18, 16, 27, 5, and 26. You got, you got a coin? No, but you know what I do have? <laughs> I say do it. Let me think. Let me think on those numbers for a few more minutes, at least another minute or so. We'll check in. Minnesota methamphetamines. You can talk it out. What's there to talk out? There's nothing. It's, it's get your die out. All right. I I've taken out um, the original D20, the undefeated D20. Okay. I'm gonna put his reputation on the line here. Uh oh. Odds are uh, 27. Evens are 26. You got it. All right. It's a four. So we'll go 26. 26. And Turbo Team, would you check in with? We, uh, we hope that die was right because we also checked in with 26. We thought it was either 26 or 27. We eliminated all the low numbers. I'm pretty sure there have been a bunch of retired 25s. And 27 is such a weird number that I'm guessing an older player had it. So we're going to guess 26. Both teams getting points. The answer is the number 26. So let's go through some of these other numbers here. Number 25, Casey Jones and Mark Price. Um, the number five, obviously, Jason Kidd. I think people kind of got on that one real quick. Uh, number 16, everyone's favorite, Peja Stoyakovich. has got his number retired. Um, then number 18, um, Dave Collins with the Celtics. The Celtics have numbers 16 through 19 all retired. So I was able to get rid of those two really quick. And number 27, uh, Jack Twyman, yeah, Jack Twyman from the King from the Kings. That well, it said Sacramento Kings that he played in the fifties. So I'm pretty sure it must have been like the thirteen other towns that the Kings were in before Sacramento. Born in Pittsburgh, Jack Twyman, Pittsburgh zone. Okay, so after our first quarter, uh, Turbo Team, uh, respectable 100 points, and Minnesota Methamphetamines just barely above them with 120, and that will take us to our second quarter, which will be. Dan, are you ready? Pre and post game. 
pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, the answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. Uh, so today's pre and post game is all going to be about nicknames. So everything on here is going to include either the player persons, et cetera, et cetera, nickname in it. And uh, hopefully it'll make sense when it all kind of comes together. So um, here we go. Question number one, attended North Texas University, two-time NFL All-Defensive Player of the Year award winner. His number is one of only two numbers retired by the only NFL team he played for and nickname of team in the American Conference whose alumni include Max McGee, Matt Forte, and Richie Pettibone. You can check in. We'll check in. Okay. Turbo Team's checked in. Minnesota Methamphetamines, you guys can talk it out. All right. Did, did Max McGee play for anyone besides the Packers? Oh, we're going college. Yeah. Okay. Where'd Matt Forte go? He went to Tulane. Oh, I'm sorry. They checked in. Never mind. He went to Tulane. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's the it's, it's Mean Joe Green Wave. There you go. That's you checking in with that? Is that is that is that it? I, sure. I don't know the first part. Tulane's name is the Green Wave, so that would make sense. Go did he go to North Texas? He did, didn't he? Mean Joe Green. He went to North Dallas 40. <laughs> Pretty sure he went to North Texas. Okay. I, I'm saying go with it. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll go with Mean Joe Green Wave. And the Pittsburgh guys who caught on to that one really, really quick. And I, <laughs> I forgot that I wrote this and you guys are on. Um, yeah. What was your answer? Yeah, Mean Joe Green Wave. Same deal. That was an easy one for us. All right. Both teams getting points there. The answer is the Mean Joe Green Wave. And good. That's a quick and easy one. We can move on to question number two. Nickname of the NBA player drafted in 2012 who is well known for his unique quote-unquote hairstyle and Canadian athlete and Hall of Famer known for his multiple TV and movie appearances, most famously, where he put on sunglasses and saw some freaky stuff. I can check it. Okay. The Turbo Team's checked in. Minnesota Methamphetamines, you can talk it out. The second part's Rowdy Roddy Piper. Are you sure? Yeah, from They Live. Okay. Wait, is he, wait, is he Canadian? Yeah. Pretty sure. Okay. Well... What does he have to do with Anthony Davis? What's Anthony Davis's name? The eyebrow. Oh, the brow. The brow. The browdy Roddy Piper. Oh, he wants the nickname. All right, never mind. Um, yep, it's the brow or, or unibrow, which I don't know which one he wants. Una, una browdy Roddy Piper. There you go. And uh, Turbo Team, what'd you check in with? I, I thought it was unibrow, but we said unibrow. Unibrowdy Roddy Piper. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll take either one of it's fine. You guys get the idea. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bump you just because he got his technically his nickname is the Brow. So, oh, okay, the Browdy Rowdy Piper, Roddy. Sorry, the Browdy Roddy Piper. Oh man, Eric, I hate this. (laughs) This is what happens when he writes a game. (laughs) Who gave gave Matt the pen? Were you sleep deprived when you wrote this game? <laughs> well, no, all the pre and post games came from David Lux, so don't blame me on that one. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he uh, he came up with the with the pre and post games, but then I came up with the questions. So, <clears throat> all right, here we go. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so Piper was inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame in 2005, and Davis did shave his eyebrows. Uh, his uh, sorry, eyebrow in. 2018 when you got over 600,000 Twitter users who voted 59 to 41 to shave it off. So I thought that was interesting. We'll move on to question number three. Nickname of the original member of the Expos who spent 23 seasons in the majors was known as an excellent hitter. And if he had stayed in the AL to play DH, he would have certainly surpassed 3000 hits and was the nickname of the 3-4 defense who got their nickname from the color of their home jerseys. Check in. You guys are checking in? Yes. Okay. Turbo Team's checked in. Minnesota Methamphetamines, you can talk it out. Okay. What do you got? I don't know. <laughs> we can do this. Um, original member of the Expos. So we're talking like from the original expansion expos? Like from day one or just? Yeah. Okay, who's the 3-4 defense? I was going to try and get that off the baseball player if I could figure that out. Um, Wasn't that, it's not the purple people eaters? They weren't 3-4? They were 4-3. They were? Yeah. I'm going to have to go from the other way. All right. So what would have been some of those things? But Orange Crush? There's Orange Crush. There's. But how do you make a before and after out of Orange Crush? The uh, I'm pretty sure the Orange Crush defense was a 3-4. Okay. And that's a color. So we're on to something there. So who had a nickname that ended with orange? Could be the UP. You people eaters. <laughs> Is it cannibalism? <laughs> I don't. I, 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 original expos. You're not, I'm not going to get anywhere. I, I'm not going to be any help to you. I'm nervous because I know this one dead cold, and so I'm just like, I'm just very nervously observing the uh, the proceedings here mentally. My brain's going a thousand miles an hour right now. <laughs> only person i can think of that was on that that team was very nondescript the only person i can think of that was on that team was rusty staub does that work with orange i don't know what his nickname would have been all right um he i mean i got nothing for you. yeah i mean i'm not, I'm not gonna it's, get I, it's, it's gotta be rusty Staub. i have no idea what his nickname is i'm gonna die in the up hill <laughs> all right say what just you want to say this, I, just imagine for, this happy mascot bleeding for, for the record for the record i'm positive that this is going to be whatever rusty Stobbs nickname is orange crush 
Um, so I have no idea what his nickname would have been. I don't think there was anybody else on that Expos team that amounted to anything. Rusty Stab is that? That's not a nickname. That's his name. No, that's his name. All right. So I <laughs> go with it. Yuppie, Rusty Stab, people eaters. I don't know. I got nothing. The Rusty Stab. Burns, Burns. I don't know. <laughs> we're gonna call it. We're gonna call out uh, Pat McAfee to uh, punt this. Oh, one we're going. Away. We're going with the you people eaters. There it is. There okay, you people eaters. You people eaters. <laughs> Even though they were a four three. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Turbo Team, what did you check in with? Rusty Stob, man. When you guys said Rusty Stob, I was like, I was messaging david like they are gonna somehow tumble to this uh i at first went purple people eaters too and then david was like no it's definitely the orange crush rusty Staub was affectionately known by the montreal fans as le grand orange the le grand orange crush uh, one team getting their points the answer is le grand orange crush protest <laughs> formal protest <laughs> Yeah, so Rusty Stab was from uh, New Orleans and famously had uh, some pretty orange hair, even though it wasn't, you know, orange, but from his early years. And he uh, he did play in, uh, he had two stints in Montreal, but uh, he just kept on stubbornly going back to NL teams and pinch hitting. He has a whole bunch of pinch hitting uh, records. Like, uh, I think he had something like 25 pinch hits in a row or something like that, where he got hits off of him. And then he has... Um, I forget. There's a hitting streak. He has a hitting streak for the most amount of hit g- games in a row with hits as a pinch hitter. So some crazy numbers. But if he had stayed in, he has like a, I think he has like two hundred, two thousand eight hundred or so hits. If he had played, you know, if he hadn't went to the Mets and hadn't stayed at the Expos, and he probably would have certainly got to three thousand hits. So better Rusty, Rusty Staub, or Rusty Kuntz. I mean, better player. I think it was Rusty Staub, but who are we yeah. all laughing about here? Rusty Coons, of course. <laughs> all right. After the formal and informal protest, uh, both of them rejected, we move on to question number four. Baseball tradition that may go back to the 1880s, but was popularized in the 1910s from people sore from uncomfortable bench seats and the nickname of the New York slash San Francisco giant great, who was a rookie of the year, NL MVP, and had a record for the most home runs by an NL lefty until Barry Bonds broke it by hitting a lot of balls into a cove with a helpful name. Oh, this is another one of those. So I'm saying, yeah, that's it, though. I mean, it is. We'll check in. Le Grand, Le Grand Orange. Um, <laughs> Minnesota methamphetamines have checked in. And Turbo Team, you can talk it out. So, seventh inning stretch in Willie McCovey, obviously. Right. I so have it, a feeling that it's something with the end of the sound in stretch. Like, shh. Isn't his nickname just stretch? Or stretch, stretch? Hmm. What if the last word and the, and the next word are the same word? Does that ever happen? 
Yeah, so if it was like Jermichael Finley, right. Finley, where it's Michael right. Finley and Jermichael Finley. Right. I mean. Okay. I'm just trying to think. Yeah. So, yes, that's legal. So. But I'm not an ass. No, okay. So. It could, <clears throat> well, so okay. I take it back. I'm sorry. Are you? I'm sorry. I take it back. <laughs> this is my, this is, see, this is the payback I get for being so uh, high and mighty about Le Grand. <laughs> Le Grand Orange. <laughs> I don't know what word you can make with the end of stretch or like a ch sound, I guess, but stretch. The ch sound is where I, I am like. That's where I'm. That's where I'm getting like hung up because I feel like it has to be, right. He's got like a. He's got like a really. If, I can't think of the name nickname right this second. It's like a really weird, you know, like a really weird simple nickname. That we're gonna, like we're stretch. Gonna be like, no, we're gonna be like <laughs> kicking ourselves. Or it's like a ch sound, and then it's it's almost like one word after that. I don't, has, I, I don't like know. I don't like he it. has some just super simple nickname, and I cannot for the life of me uh, think of it. I don't. I I don't know. I asked the question because I thought maybe it was like seventh inning stretch, stretch or stretch, just one word. But that, my guess now, I think you're probably right. I think there was probably a ch sound stretch, something with like a something with clout, something about him and clout keeps the colossus back. of clout. <laughs> the sandlot right it's It's gonna drive me crazy because i know they know it when they say it it's gonna bug the crap out of me that i couldn't pull it back from my memory Um, you want you want this answer as as written in the question right yeah okay did i say something that i have something worded weird on here no but i don't think it's what you wanted but go ahead sorry sorry guys i didn't mean to uh interrupt but uh, i wanted to be sure that matt knew it was coming here that's all mm. something's afoot yeah i know now i'm really no now, now really, i'm thinking uh, now i'm thinking maybe it is just seventh inning stretch what if his nickname was stretch why don't we just do that you just want to do you want to just, just say seventh inning stretch and just leave it at that are we sure that'll be yeah, seventh inning that. seventh inning stretch why don't we just I, do that though Okay, yeah, because I mean, it's, we're, just, I mean, we're just guessing a random secret yeah. word. Just say seventh yeah. inning stretch and just leave it at that. Maybe that's the name. Seventh inning sure. stretch. All okay, right, yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll check in with we'll that. Check in with that. And Minnesota methamphetamines, you can talk it out. Yeah, so I may have tipped our hand a little bit there, Eric, but uh, the way the question is, is worded, the answer is seventh inning stretch. There's no McCovey at the end of that because you just wanted his his nickname. Guys, you get all wound up on the I'm not that kind of an ass. You get all wound up. If I know you guys are all talking about McCovey. I and his nickname is Stretch. So yeah, starting seventh inning stretch McCovey, seventh inning stretch. I don't care. I'm gonna give you guys points. Yeah. Holy Moses. Oh, I'm glad <laughs> we didn't pick. <laughs> yeah, so Willie McCovey. I'm glad you, we didn't go just... with seventh inning stretching. Uh, the famous <laughs> Shane McCovey. The stretching <laughs> the, stretching the, McCovey. Because <laughs> he, he's known. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm very limber today. Yeah, I'm going to no. be stretching McCovey later. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you look at, if you just Google and go on, like the very first word after his name is under Wikipedia is, uh, you know, Willie Lee McCovey, nicknamed Stretch. Mac and Willie Mac was an American professional football or uh, baseball player, excuse me. So, yeah, so 
Um, there you go. Both teams getting points. Feels like found money, Dave. <laughs> Some you guys give me too much credit for being intelligent here, so let's not let's not get too crazy here. Oh wait, no, that was number four. Okay, yeah, yeah. and then there it was seventeen. Okay, here we go. Question number five. <clears throat> Nickname of the point guard who left one college to follow his head coach to another, but was later forced to leave college after a suspension for cannabis use. Oh, um, wait, no. Oh, and he also went to high school with a NFL Hall of Famer and nickname of the center who skipped college to go to the NBA out of high school in 1975 playing 14 years in the NBA and another five in Europe, generating a lot of energy along the way. That's it. That's it. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Hold on. Hold on. You want to do it here? Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Um, Cause it wouldn't that make sense. Yeah, that has to be it. Okay. We'll check okay, in. We'll, we'll check in. All right. Turbo team has checked in Minnesota methamphetamines. You want to talk it out? All right. So it's a, uh... It's it's Jason Williams and um and uh what's his name? Gerald Dawkins. It's gonna be uh white chocolate thunder, right? That's better than anything I would ever have come up with. Yeah. White sexual chocolate thunder. No, it's not sexual <laughs> chocolate. Sexual chocolate. White Any chocolate Watson. thunder. We'll check in with that. And Turbo Team, what'd you check in with? The very same thing, white chocolate thunder. Both teams getting points. The answer is white chocolate thunder. Yeah, I, I gave a lot of clues in there. The the Jason Williams part was tough because, uh, you know. where Did he go to Marshall in Florida? Was that where he went? He committed to. Uh, but he committed to a bigger program than Florida. No, well, he committed to, I think, uh, Providence first or something like that. A Northeast team. Then he oh, decided he to go. He's from yeah. West Virginia. And right. so he played for Billy Donovan for two years right. at West Virginia. And then when Billy decided to go to Florida, he then went and took a year off and then played for Florida, set a whole bunch of records for Florida. But right at the end of the season, got busted for cannabis use for like the fourth time in <laughs> like seven months or something. And he got permanently removed from the team. So he went before to the Scott NBA. Barber shames us. He went to Marshall, not West Virginia. Did I say West Virginia? Oh, no, yeah. no I, said he, I said he was from West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, I went, said to he went to West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. yeah he went Sorry. to Marshall. Sorry, I apologize there, Scott. Um, yeah, and he's, yeah, he's from West Virginia, so then he went to high school with uh, Mr. Randy Moss, Hall of Famer. Um, and that's what that Super came Bowl, from. homeboy. Super Bowl. Yeah, and then uh, I thought the uh, generating a lot of energy along the way would get you to the uh, – thunder part of that well the moses malone thing i think was was what everyone my first thought and then i was like wait a minute daryl dawkins got real famous for being high school to the pros and well the moses malone didn't moses malone play like 23 years yeah he played too long and i I knew daryl dawkins had done like the tour of europe too and had become like pretty famous for being a larger than life personality also chocolate thunder is an all-time nickname yeah exactly okay after the second quarter, we are all knotted up at 200 points apiece. And that'll bring us to halftime. Question number one. Hold on. You got to let me do this because we've <clears throat> been doing it all. There's the an month. intro for the halftime? Yeah. Okay. 
you, you're the one that does the halftime edit, so I don't even know that. <laughs> there is. Go ahead. Um, uh, hold on a second. And that brings us to halftime. Hold on. I got it up here. It wasn't a surprise that halftime was coming, was it? You know what? We're going to have to just, it, there isn't anything written out for this one. We're going to read it live. We're leaving it live, damn it. Okay, fine. Here we go. <laughs> There's nothing written out for this, so we're just going to say that it is halftime. The halftime show where there will be five questions with the uh, entertainment theme pertaining to sports. How's that sound? Flawless. Great. 20 points. Fantastic. Yes. Okay. Question number one. What Academy award nominated actor was an overmatched linebacker and remember the titans one of his first roles we'll we'll check in all right turbo teams checked in minnesota methamphetamines you can talk about the one you can crystallize your answer here fellas why can i not think of his (laughs) stupid stupid face's name Okay. I well um, here's the thing is I don't remember I only saw remember the Titans one time. You're saying you forget the Titans? No, I, I don't I'm saying I forget them. I'm saying I never knew them. Take never place. forget. Um okay, so, so tell me who this person is. Um for some reason I don't know why, and this is whatever, but the only name popping in my head is Chadwick Bozeman, and I know it's not Okay. So So it's uh you know that guy from the thing with the lady. What else has he been in? Those two movies I sent you. Oh, oh, Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Yes, that is him. That that's him. That's him. He played a middle linebacker. Uh, but I don't know his position in the movie, but he was overmatched and he took himself out of the game because he sucked. All right. Sounds good. Ryan Gosling. And Turbo Team, what'd you check in with? So uh, my kids go to school in the Shaler area school district and they're the Shaler Titans. So that's sort of required uh, watching for the, my, my kids. And so I'm pretty sure it's Ryan Gosling. I don't, I don't know the movie he was nominated Oscar nominated for. I think he was, there was that astronaut movie but, first man about drive drive that La La Land. Too. One of those was, must've been one of those was probably La La Land. So. But we'll, oh, we'll, that movie was atrocious. We chill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was also Blade Runner, maybe Blade Runner. No. All right. I don't, I don't know. We'll check in with Ryan Gosling. Both teams are getting points. The answer is Ryan Gosling. And basically, Eric told the entire plot line. So, yeah, he was exactly what Eric said. And the two quarterbacks were Rev, um, the African-American kid, and then, like, the Sunshine, the California long-haired kid. And Which... they, Rev is the one who took himself out and played defensive back because he realized that uh, the white kid was better at quarterback and he was better at defensive back. There is a part was in that movie. Yes, there is a there is a part in that movie that bothers me a lot is uh, Sunshine. They show him. He like makes a pass at one of the other kids in the locker room and they asked the guy in real who that was based after. He said that never happened. Like they just took liberties with that part of the movie. I'm like, that's random to throw that into a movie for no reason. I think it was probably just for him to make him uncomfortable, but whatever. (laughs) All right, we're going to move on to question number two. From 2017 to 2020, Hank Azaria played a famous Major League Baseball announcer who suffered an embarrassing public meltdown on the air after discovering his wife's serial infidelity. A decade later, he tries to reclaim his career and love life in a small town called uh, Calling Minor League Ball for the Morristown Frackers. Name the show. Check in. 
and Turbo Team's checked in. Minnesota methamphetamines, you can talk it out. Matt's talked about this show over and over and over again. If I could just remember what it's called. He's trying to get me to watch it. He was in Friends. Yeah, he was. He was David. Oh, it's actually called The Sopranos. I'll give you guys this one. Oh, <laughs> it's um. I'll get there. I'll get there, Eric. Um, um, he was also he was a poo in The Simpsons. He was. He's not anymore. Or was uh, he was. retired? That voice. Um, um, he was. He was in Friends. Stop talking. Stop talking. All right, sorry. Uh oh. No, no, no. Keep talking. Then he has to go to the place because we like it when he goes to the place. Remember. Keep talking. Oh, he he was Keep also um, disco stew in The Simpsons. <laughs> and Dan know. is in the Mind Palace. <laughs> it's it's Brockmeyer. That's the name of it. I okay. Sure. We're checking. You guys are going to check in with that. <laughs> Thing to say to that. That's it. He's okay. it's Brockmeyer. And Turbo Team, what did you check in with? Brockmeyer. Both teams are getting points there. The answer is Brockmeyer. Yeah, I mean that show is phenomenal. If you haven't watched it, I mean, come on. The show has a wonderful rebound. Uh, not even career rebound, but Amanda Peet, I think, right? She's yes. Bad, isn't she? Oh, she She's is. She's lovely. She is lovely and in one of the most underrated comedies of the last 20 years, which is Saving Silverman, which every time oh, it's on yeah. cable, if I see it, I am I'm stopping <laughs> what I'm watching. I watched it last um, week. So Brock Meyer, number one, is on Hulu. Number two, it's amazing. <laughs> Go out and watch it. Um, I will say that uh, the third season plot line gets a little bit um, gets a little stale after a while, but it's still fun. Um, but then they rebound with episode with a uh, season four, I think is absolutely hilarious and I love it. So, right. well, if Scott Grimes tells me to watch it, I will watch it because I trust his opinion on Hulu shows. Then you are you moving on to question number three. <laughs> so, uh, what Academy Award winning actor was once an offensive lineman for the Harvard Crimson and a roommate of a future U.S. vice president? You can check in. Turbo Team's checked in, and Minnesota Methamphetamines, you can talk it out. It's Tommy Lee Jones. Hey. <laughs> checking in with that? Yep. And uh, Turbo Team, what'd you check in with? Yeah, there's a. I think there's a Netflix documentary about a famous... He's in it. It was like a famous Harvard game that they tied. I forget the name of it, but it's Tommy oh, Lee it's, Jones. It's... um. What's, it's the, the game where they came back from 29 nothing down right, and the headline right. was was like Harvard wins, Harvard wins 29 they tied. to 29. Right. right they they right. gave like the score Harvard wins and then they gave the score. Yeah. We're Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, this one's a layup. I figured everyone's going to know this one, you know, right off the bat. Except for, me feel bad because Eric. I kind of forgot about it. And apparently, I <laughs> it, when you said Turbo Team checks in, it was really David checks in. And Chris goes, <laughs> there you go. What? <laughs> All right. Well, I gave you a couple of layup there, layups there, guys. So I got to throw you a couple of uh, difficult ones here. So we're going to go on to question number four. What ex-professional boxer with a career record of 42 and seven went on to a successful film career in such movies as Raising Arizona, Ace Ventura, and Naked Gun 33 and a third? You want to go with that? 
Or yeah, do that, I, like, I, I would have picked, I, I, I'm remembering him from other movies, but I don't, I, God, Naked Gun 33 and a third, that was just on. We were watching it. I don't think we're going to come up with anything better, do you? I'm not even sure he was, uh, no, we'll check in, but I think we'll check in. Turbo team is checked in. Minnesota methamphetamines. You can continue to talk and talk. That's about. it. That's it. He played the uh, he played the guy on the motorcycle in uh, in Raising Arizona. Yes, he did. Yep, I've seen him. that. I haven't seen that movie in thirty years. But yeah, yes, it's, it's it's Cobb. All right, we're checking in with Randall Cobb. And uh, Turbo team, your answer. That was the name that I texted Chris because I remember he was in that first scene in Ace Ventura, I think, right. where Ace Ventura recovers his the Shih Tzu, right? Or the, the little dog yeah. for the woman. And then Correct. I don't remember him in Raising Arizona, but now that the other team said it. So we'll, we, we also checked in with Randall Tex Cobb. Yep, this was not a uh, slot back for the uh, Packers <laughs> for about seven years. No, it was Randall Tex Cobb. Tex Cobb also had a pretty prolific uh, kick, kickboxing career. So three areas of colorful life that he lived, boxing, kickboxing, and acting. Well, team's getting points here, still knotted up, going into the last question of halftime. One of the more memorable sports casting moments in movie history has to be in Dodgeball, a true underdog story from 2004. Name either the two actors who played those announcers or the characters' names. You have to get both of either to get the points. How do you do? Okay. <laughs> uh, Turbo Team's checked in. We did. Oh, good. Oh. <laughs> how, uh, how, specific, how specific do you need us to be on the... Uh... I well, well normal trivia uh, rules apply for their real. If you give me their last name, that's good enough. If you give me their um, character's name in the show, then I want the full-on character name. So I got, I, I have it, the, all of it, Danny. There's okay. One. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying we can't just say Cotton and Pepper. No, it's Cotton McKnight and Pepper Brooks. Okay, go. and it's Gary Cole and Jason Bateman. <laughs> Savant. Okay, <laughs> and Turbo Team. Your guys' answer? Gary Cole, Jason Bateman. All right, both teams getting points there. You guys said the answer, so I don't need to say it again. So it's my... Uh, Bill I, Lum was in that one. Yes, he was. Who was? <laughs> I think of Gary Cole as Bill Lumberg, no matter what he's in, he's Lumberg. Yeah. <laughs> I have a friend who used to have his ringtone set for me when I called was... Oh, man, I can't believe you had to do it with Lumberg. <laughs> <laughs> well, that dude was an animal house. That's all I got to say. Holy cow, right? Yeah. That guy's been in Talladega so Nights. many. I That's mean, a- what a life, right? 40, 46 years or so of acting and comedy and awesomeness. My it's wife was watching. Too, right? What's that? Veep, I think. Veep, I think, too. Wasn't he in Veep? Yep, he was in Veep. And my wife was watching some like serious drama on Netflix the other day that he's on right now, where they're in the second comedy. I don't know what it is. I don't care. But anyway, my, my brother brought it up the other day that uh, has, does anybody play the put upon middle aged guy better than Jason Bateman? <laughs> no, that's awesome. no, he's been but, typecast, but he's awesome at it. But in Dodgeball, man, that character. I That's think not, he yeah. makes he makes those uh those little tidbits that they're in. 
bold move, Cotton. Or no, what was my favorite line? Is bold always FNA Cotton. FNA. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There we go. So after halftime, we are uh, still knotted up. Both teams have 300 points going into the third quarter. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchWarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks! Today's third quarter will be Pick and Roll. Pick and Roll. For this quarter, there will be four lists containing ten items. The team that is trailing coming into the quarter will choose the two lists that they want, and the team winning coming into the quarter will receive the remaining two lists. If a team does not correctly identify all ten lists... Yeah, whatever. I'm not even going to finish this because we're already through this apart because both teams are tied going into it. What are we going to do now, Matt? Huh? Yeah, what are I we going to do now? We're going to do um, visitors get the choice. So you didn't Legrand Orange. I have a suggestion. No, well, let me hear the suggestion. But well, no, just I when it's tied that, you know, visitors can pick the first list and we, we just take we turns draft. picking snake lists. Draft. Yeah, snake yeah. draft. Oh, snake draft. I like that. Okay, so, so pick, here we, we go. Pick, we'll do pick, a snake pick. draft going into this. Each item is worth 10 points. I heard that once. Uh, there's one on here that one team is going to absolutely love and the other team will hate. And then there's another one on that the other team will hate and the other one will love. So here we go. List number one, the top 10 all-time Pittsburgh Pirate home run leaders. List number two, the top 10 Dallas Mavericks all-time points leaders. List number three, the top 10 VFL AFL premiership leaders since the generally accepted beginning of the league in 1897. And list number four, the top 10 NFL teams by their total numbers, total number of all time wins. David and Chris, do you even know what the AFL VFL yeah, is? Yeah, I was going to say, can we pick uh, two and three so we don't get that one? <laughs> they can pick, they can have pick one. I don't even know what, what is VFL? Maybe what we is, give that one to them. <laughs> what is that? Okay, so the, uh, so the AFL is the Australian Football League. VFL oh, is the Victorian Football League. It was the precursor to the AFL. So we're going to do a snake draft? Yeah, no? Yes, no? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Are we gonna, Chris and David? Are you guys want you guys want the first pick or do you want the second and third pick? I would. I'm inclined to probably take what second and third, David. Yes. Yes. Okay. Minnesota methamphetamines. What do you guys want to pick as your first one? Eric, I'm inclined to take the Pirates, but I know so, that's not your. I know that's not. No. Your no. 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 So hear me out. I had to write David. Sure did. Tournament game. Yep. And you know what I looked at? A list a that lot you of, remember? A lot of pirates lists. I say I, we I'm do. Inclined, I'm in, you know what? I'm inclined to play the game and take that one. We can take that one. Okay. So then I'm going to assume, <laughs> David and Chris, that you're taking list number two and list number four. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so you're taking the uh, top 10 all-time Dallas Mavericks point leaders. 
and yep. the top 10 NFL teams by their total number of all-time wins. And that means that uh, uh, Minnesota Methamphetamines will have the top 10 VFL AFL premierships since the beginning. We'll start off with the top 10 all-time Pittsburgh Pirate home run leaders, Minnesota Meth. You guys can go ahead and let me know. Check in when you're ready to submit your answers. Not many home runs. No, but played there forever. Yeah. All right, let's let's go with yours. No, don't overthink it. Yeah, we'll check in. Go ahead, and whoever is going to answer, go ahead and start giving me the questions or the answers. All right, we'll go with uh, Stargell, um, Ralph Kiner, the head pirate himself, Andrew McCutcheon, probably Clemente, right? Yeah. Barry Bonds, Dave Parker, Bill mm-hmm. Mazeroski, Giles, Brian Giles, um, Jason Bay, and the other Frank Thomas. <laughs> Not the one who's evidently got some ill performance issues. He doesn't. You, you actually don't tell he him takes that. a medic he takes a medication for it, so he has no issues. <laughs> and the ladies love it. You know what I'm talking about. It's like, yeah, we all know Frank what you're talking about. Jeez, come on. All right. Well, unfortunately, Chris and David, they just ran the list. They got all 10 correct. So, wow. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. I only somehow wrote down nine, but I'm sure I missed one in there. I don't think we said bonds back and forth. Oh, yeah, we probably didn't. That's the one I forgot to write down. That's pretty impressive. Also on that list, but farther down beyond number 10 at number 11, Kevin Young with 300 and I'm sorry, 136, 300, 136, which was just two behind Bill Mazeroski, who was number 10. So just for your edification there, it went uh, almost the way that you gave it there, Dan. Stargell, Kiner, then Clemente, then McCutcheons, McCutcheon, excuse me, and then Bonds, Parker, uh, Giles, Thomas, Bay, and Mazeroski. Then Young at 11, Al Oliver at number 12, Pedro Alvarez at number 13, Richie Hebner at 14 and 15 was a tie between Dick Stewart and Mr. Andy Vance Lake. Okay, so then we're going to go on to list number two, which will be the top 10 Dallas Mavericks all-time points leaders and turbo team. You uh, let me know when you're ready to check in. We'll check in. Go ahead and listing them off, please. All right, so we have Dirk. I think his name is Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, we'll go Who's with him. Rol- I've never heard of him. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Rolando, Rolando Blackman, mm-hmm. Derek Harper, Mark Aguirre, Michael, don't call me Jermichael Finley, uh, <laughs> Jason, Jason Terry. I'll say Josh Howard, Jason Kidd, Jamal Mashburn, and Sam Perkins. That's 10, right? Yep. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. You guys got eight Ooh, not, okay. out of the ten. Bad. You got number one, Dirk, uh, some guy, Dirk. Uh, number two, Rolando Blackman. Number three, Mark Aguirre. Number four, Derek Harper. Number five, Jer- uh, <laughs> Jermichael. <laughs> Michael Finley, excuse me. Number six, Jason Terry. Number eight, Sam Perkins. Number nine, Josh Howard. And then Jay, uh, you said Jason Kidd and Jamal Mashburn. Those two are not on the list. Okay. Not on the top 10. Sorry. What ones are we missing? We are missing number seven and number 10. Minnesota methamphetamines, you can talk it up. So they named like everything we named. Yeah. They, I mean, the only one we have left is Brad Davis. Okay. Anybody else? 
Tyson Chandler. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Hubert Davis. It's got to be someone else that was around in those 80s teams with Ronaldo Blackman. Um, what about Jim Jackson? No, he was big in the, what, 90s, 2000s? Yeah. Was he there long enough? I don't think so. If kid wasn't. Yeah. Monte Ellis? Perhaps. I, I, I'm not naming any names here. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably someone back from those. Okay. Those 80s teams, but I, I, I mean, I'm, that I got nothing. begins I, I, and ends with Ronaldo Blackman for me. Okay. So. Let's, let's go Brad Davis and his brother. Hubert Davis. Fed, yes, Hubert Davis. The Davis Fat, brothers. Fat Lever. Okay. Uh, you did get uh, one there with Brad Davis. Yep. But uh, number 10 on the list, Jay Vincent. Uh, no clue. Mm. Household name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> did he, did he play on those early 80s teams with Blackman? Oh, hold on. I have to look that up then because basketballreference.com only gives you the top 10. So I had to go deeper. So I had to find a different website, which is landabasketball.com, which gives me the last, the top 50. But this doesn't tell me what years they played. Here, I'll find that in a second. Outside of the top 10, number 11, Steve Nash. Number 12, uh, Jim Jackson. Number 13, love this name, JJ Berea. Oh, um, number 14, <laughs> right? JJ Berea. Wow. Number 14, uh, Jason Kidd. Number 15, Luca Don. Don Chick, Already? Don Chick. Don. How do you say his last name? Whatever. Devin Harris, 16, 17, James Donaldson, Jamal Mashburn, number 18, 19, Sean Marion, and uh, 20, Sean Bradley. Jay Vincent, uh, 81 through 94. Played for Dallas from 81 through 86. So he played with Blackman then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Okay. Now we'll move on to uh, list number three, which will go back over to Minnesota Math. Uh, We'd be the top 10 VFL, AFL number of premierships since the generally accepted beginning of the league in 1897. I think I might need to clarify something here. Unlike in other sports, if teams became something different and or merged from something different to something else, that don't count. So if you're, if you're the Minnesota Twins, so the way it works in the AFL, VFL, if you're the Minnesota Twins, your Washington Senators stuff does not matter. No one cares about that stuff. If you're two teams that merge together to create one different team, then that doesn't, your previous stuff for that other team doesn't matter. So in other okay. words, there's a name on this list that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, so you're not counting any of them just because they don't exist? No, the name that the, the team that's on that doesn't exist anymore is on the list. Correct. But I feel like I'm giving the answer here, but maybe you guys don't know this. So, I, so, so that team doesn't exist, but then a part of that structure was inherited by a different team who then took over the mantle it kind of became something different there. So, but we don't take those two and combine them together. Okay. Okay. Who did? So like the, uh, the Kansas city chiefs do not take the Dallas Texans or whatever they were called the, the Dallas, whatever they were back in the early fifties. All right. That, that makes sense. Then never mind. So that would be 10, Dan. 
right. Go. Nice. We'll check it in then. All right. All right. Let me know when you're ready. Go ahead. Um. So, number one on the list, I believe they're tied. Number one, our, our first two names, it's uh, Essendon and Carlton. Um, third is everybody's favorite, Collingwood. Who? Um, Who's favorite? Everybody's no favorite. Amer- no America's, favorite. Australia's. Um, I have a scarf it's behind it's me. It's Australian right there. for ineptitude. Um, <laughs> then we have Richmond, uh, Geelong, Hawthorne, Melbourne. Go D's! Sydney, North Melbourne, even though they're trash right now. Oh, I forgot to say there's a tie for number 10, but you just got it. Never mind. Um, and Fitzroy. Chris and David, at least you guys don't need to come up with a bunch of, you know, horse crap because they just ran it. So, yeah, number one on the list was 16 premierships as Essendon. Number two and number number two, tied for number two is Carlton and, and Collingwood. Number three is Richmond Number with 13, tied also with 13, and Hawthorne with 13. Melbourne at number six with uh, 12. Geelong, nine at number seven because they don't count anything before 1897. Otherwise, they'd have like 30. Uh, Fitzroy has eight. None of this Packer logic. And uh, South Melbourne, which then became Sydney. Now with Sydney, they've had five. And then there's a tie at number 10, North Melbourne and West Coast with four. If you and have then to Brisbane, go back before 1897 to count your championships. They got like eight, they from like 1842 to 1870, they won like allegedly three of them. There wasn't even written text. No one knows what happened back then. <laughs> We're writing on papyrus back then. Uh, so yeah, Fitzroy was the oddity right there. So just for your edification there, David, Brisbane, the Brisbane Lions uh, have three, but they've really only existed since 1997. Fitzroy then became the Melbourne or no wait you're Melbourne right you're the um Melbourne no not Mel what am I thinking of you're Brisbane right yeah Brisbane Fitzroy became Brisbane uh in 1997 Fitzroy shut down in 96 so so if they you took those two combined they'd have 11 which would make them you know just ahead of Geelong but anyway who cares so ran the table there. You got a hundred points. So that thank puts you, you. What? Neil. Oh, thank you. Uh, Neil. The only yeah. reason I know that is because honestly, if you've not watched Australian football, rules football, it's it's a lot of fun. It is. And we have uh, watch parties once in a while to watch them. Okay, so now we're going to move over to the other team. We're going to list uh, the top ten NFL teams by their total number of regular season all-time wins. Turbo team, let me know when you're ready to check in. Uh, I don't think we're going to bother with any theatrics. We're going to check in right now and hope for the best here. All right. We'll start listing them off when you're ready. Green Bay Packers, Pittsburgh Steelers, New England Patriots, Miami Dolphins, New York Giants, uh, Vikings, Niners, the hybrid Browns-Ravens, the real Cleveland Browns, as I would call them, the Bears, and the Cowboys. All right. You got one, two, three, four, five of the 10 correct. You got number one, the Bears. Number two, the Packers. Number three, the Giants. Number four, the Steelers. And number 10, the 49ers. Uh, Patriots, Dolphins, Vikings, Browns slash Ravens, and Cowboys. Not in the top 10. Oof. Oof. 
So let yeah. me see. I can tell you real quick while the other guys are thinking about it. Patriot uh, Cowboys are number 12. Patriots are number 13. Vikings number 14. Browns. I know this is weird. So let me see. I don't know. Maybe this doesn't count the Browns and the Ravens together. This Wikipedia page. Because it has their first NFL season is 1950. Because didn't the Browns get, yeah, the Browns got their, all of their old history back. Oh, they so the did? Ra- yes, they did. The Ravens don't count the old Browns histories and, and their records. Hmm. It was a part of the whole deal when they left and the NFL brought the Browns back. So the Browns, all of the Browns records are back in Cleveland. Even says here, NFL considers current Browns franchise as having been established in 1946, joining the NFL in 1950, suspending operations from 1996 through 1998, and then resuming back with an expansion team in 1999. The Baltimore Ravens are officially considered a 1996 expansion franchise in terms of team history and records. Thank you, Wikipedia. I think that's it, Dan. We're going to go with what? The Cardinals? Cardinals, Eagles. Washington, Lions, and the Rams. It's got to be those, right? We go with that? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I, I can't think of anyone else that would be perhaps the Colts. Maybe. But Cardinals have been around for... Yeah, forever. They've been like the mediocre 20s. and bad. But but when you're around for 100 years, you're five games a year. It's 500 wins. <laughs> That's... All right. Yeah, let's go with those. Let's go with those five. You want to give them back to me there, please? Okay. The Cardinals, Eagles, the football team, the Lions, and the who am I missing? The Lions and the Rams. Uh, Rams. All right. You completed the list. So yeah, so in order it goes Bears, Packers, Giants, Steelers, Washington, Eagles. Rams, Lions, uh, number nine, Cardinals, number 10, the 49ers. After the 49ers, it goes Colts, Cowboys, Patriots, Vikings, Chiefs, Broncos, Browns, Raiders, Dolphins, and so on. Wrapping up with the Houston Texans with 135 franchise victories. So after the third quarter, a little bit of a space there created with the Minnesota methamphetamine boys getting a lot of points. The scores are with 430 points, Turbo Team, and with 560 points, Minnesota Meth. And that brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. category for today's fourth quarter are as follows question number one let's call it a decade in major league baseball question number two ever since it was a lowercase g and sporting logos question number three where are you from and major league baseball milestones question number four what a disappointment college basketball and question number five consistency in the Olympics. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. 
question number one in let's call it a decade what multiple world series winning pitcher had the most wins in the 1980s oh we'll check in then okay turbo teams checked in minnesota methamphetamines talk it up see what i sent you there um don't say that <laughs> um it's no, not, not l lighter it's not l lighter all right <laughs> i think it ATL. might be I, I think i may have met this guy Ooh, edwin art in carson did his daughter go to college with you and he uh, no no Bowling he was actually you? at a uh at a park in white bear lake minnesota while i was there with the the group that i work with um, no, I think it's a uh, big black Jack Morris. Oh, I was close. I Jack. And there's only like four of those in the world. So <laughs> pretty sure that's it. He, multiple. Did he say multiple? Uh, he said uh, multiple World Series winning pitcher. There you go. One for the Tigers, one for the Twins. And he would not say in the 80s. They were both in the 80s. Well, that too. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure it's Big Black Jack McDowell. Morris. That's right. Not Black Mac. Not Black Jack McDowell. Black Jack Morris. Black Jack yeah, McDowell tur- did not have the most wins in the 80s. <laughs> Turbo team, what'd you check in with? We also checked in with Jack Morris. I don't I don't I don't know if the twins one was in the 80s, but I don't think that was said in the question. It was we'll say Jack Morris. But... Yeah. Yep. Was he in the one at an eighty seven too though? No, he wasn't with the Twins in 87. He was with the Pirates. Or, excuse me, Pirates was with the uh, the Tigers. Tigers. Um, But he actually won four World Series. He won uh, one with, you know, one with the Tigers, one with the Twins, and then two with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays Hmm. in 92 and 93. That's correct. It is the pride of St. Paul and BYU and Philip Sanford's favorite, Black Jack Morris, with 162 wins. And... uh, (laughs) Turbo team, how much do you guys wager on that uh, question? We wagered 65. And Minnesota Meth, how much did you wager? 60. 60. <laughs> 60. Minnesota Meth has a plan, and their plan is to screw me. Um, so here we go. So we have That's not the plan. That might just be a side, side effect of the plan. Side effect, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Score update here. We got uh, 495 to 620. Moving on to question number two. In ever since I was a lowercase g, Grambling, Georgia, and the Green Bay Packers all use the same font and style of G as their primary team logo. But whose logo came first? Ever since it was a lowercase g. Come on, that was like the perfect category name for this, right? It's not a lowercase g. Man, you... Bus kill everything. <laughs> God, you're a dick. Sorry. It's almost like you have a big fancy f- podcast now that everyone listens to. Listen. <laughs> I subscribe to it on two different podcast apps. So. Oh. Uh, it only took me like a month to figure it out. Let's check in, Eric. All right. Uh, Minnesota Methamphetamines is checked in. Turbo Team, you can talk it out. So we're, we're down to it's we're down to three here. No, I'm just kidding. 
my first thought was Georgia just for some reason. I don't know. Like, I don't, I know Grambling has like Eddie Robinson's long. I don't think it's Grambling. I don't think it's Grambling. I think it's either Georgia or the Packers. And I, now I'm starting to think, now I'm starting to think it might be the Packers because the Packers was Georgia. If it's down to those two. Yeah. Back when they probably would have established this would have been right around the time where college, if anything was bigger than pro football. And like that was like the the glamorous, I guess, kind of deal. And I just I think of it, and I feel like the pro team cribbed from the college team here. But I have no strong feeling on it. Okay, no, I neither do I. I I I I tend to eliminate Grambling, and I would go with one of the other two. But Georgia's as good a guess as the Packers. So let's go. We'll we'll check in with Georgia. Yeah, let's do it. For how many points? You said a hundred. Yes. And uh, Minnesota methamphetamines, what'd you check in with and for how many points? Well, our plan may not have worked, Eric, but um, I I'm, I don't think you ask this question, Matt, unless the answer is the Packers. So we went with the Packers for 60 points. All right, one team getting points here. The answer is the Packers, but I didn't mm. choose it because the Packers. I chose it because... I remember that they're, I suppose, going through the fourth quarter thinking of different ideas. And I said, ooh, let's do something about team logos. So I Googled a bunch of like different color schemes and different, all the different logos. And then I saw something about the uh, Georgia Bulldogs having to, you were right, Chris, because college football still in the early 60s was bigger than the pro, fo- than pro football. Uh, this is about the time frame when it was, Tide was turning the opposite direction. And in 1961, the Packers equipment manager uh, created the the oval-shaped G. And then in 1963, when the wife of the athletic director, I think, of Georgia wanted to recreate the logo, they used an oval G also. And then Georgia had to then go ask the Packers for permission to use the same logo, even though, right, I mean, a college football team is way more important than an NFL team. And uh, so the Packers approved it and everything. And then uh, Grambling brought, out, brought it on in 1973. So, yeah. So the answer is the Packers. It still looks like a toilet seat to me, but, you know. So that one kind of set back Turbo Team. So they're down to 395 and Minnesota Meth is at 680. So I don't have to call up Walling to get me a, I can text him back and tell him to not worry about a tiebreaker. And we'll go on to question number three in where are you from? There are 32 players in Major League Baseball history who have accumulated 3,000 or more hits. Only two of those players were Dominican born, and they were the last two to reach that milestone. Name both of those players. One of them's Bernie Mac. <laughs> um, he had to come back to do it, but he did do it. Mr. 3000. <laughs> I've never seen that movie, but I can't imagine it's good, right? It's Is not it? bad. It's not okay. bad. It's not great. I mean, it's not whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to pay like Peacock or some stupid streaming service to <laughs> We'll check in. Hey guys, talk amongst yourselves. Talk it out. <laughs> TurboTax has tech has checked in. <laughs> Minnesota Math Incorporated. They checked in, Matt, so you can... Uh... Okay. Turbo Team's checked in. Minnesota Methamphetamines, you can talk it out. Yeah, it's Pujols for sure, and I th- I'm thinking Beltre's the other one. I mean, he, he did it, right? And, and and Ichiro did it. I don't think Ichiro's from the Dominican. No, he's not. East. 
Dominican. East Dominican. Far East Dominican. Far East Dominican. Beltre did definitely do it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beltre did okay. it like four years ago. All right. So that would be it. Pujols and Beltre for 60 points. And Turbo Team, would you check in for and how many points? Checked in for Beltre and Pujols for what, 100, David? See, or? I wish. We, we bet low on the baseball, which was turning out to be a mistake. We said 65. Are both teams getting points? The answer is Albert Pujols and Adrian Beltre. So, running into the fourth question of the fourth quarter. In what a disappointment. Over the past 13 seasons, this program, who has reached four Final Fours in the past 40 years, has had a rough go. Since 2008, they've made the tournament seven times twice as number two seeds twice as number three seeds and once as number four over that time they have won three total games in the tournament and have had a history of being a stepping stone for teams making a surprise run name this school we'll check in minnesota methamphetamines has checked in turbo Okay. Team, you can talk it out. Chris, I like your guess. I got to read the question one more time because they made the final four, the TJ Ford, the TJ Ford year, but that was before 2008. That was like 05 or something. That was 05. That was a Carmelo year. Yeah, okay. Think, Let's go with them. Let's go with them because they definitely they lost last year as, in the first round as a three, right? I believe so. Yeah. They lost as a three. Didn't they lose to um, Stephen F. Austin once? They lost. Well, that was, wasn't that last? Who did they lose to last year? I don't know. They're like, I used to love them because I love the color scheme and they have so much pouring in, but they're a bunch of underachieving jackasses and everything. Durant, Durant only won one game, right? In his year. I think I they believe, won one game. Yeah. I think we should go. I thought Western okay, went through them that year with like pit snoggle and those goofballs. But that would have been before 2008 also. No, uh, yeah, you're right. You're but right. that, but that, that helps us though, because that, that was like an elite eight game or it's yeah, a yeah. sweet 16 game. So uh, that helps right. us. Okay, yeah. we'll, go with, we'll check in with Texas. I like the guess. Yeah. We'll check in with Texas. For how many points? 100. <laughs> we did not score. Well. <laughs> and Minnesota Meth, would you check in with him for how many points? It helps that I'm a fan of this team, and it helped me to get there right away. Well, not right away, but I thought about them. And um, in 07, they made the Final Four, and since then they have been a gigantic disappointment um they're the ones who lost to florida gulf coast when they were a two seed and that would be oh i post georgetown hoyas I... for how many points for 60 yeah sorry i did not know that uh dan's followed the georgetown hoyas so <laughs> otherwise i probably hey. wouldn't have read this question I think we just had the wrong chronology of that final four up here i thought that year was in 08 or 09 Yep, so the answer is the Georgetown Hoyas. Yeah, they have had a rough go of it for the past 13 years. They lost to so, Ohio as a three. They lost to uh, yeah, Florida yeah. Gulf Coast. Florida Gulf Coast as a two. Uh, they lost to Davidson Ohio. on that run that uh, what's his record had. had back in That was race. a second-round game, I think, yeah. Yep. yep, second-round game, yeah. So uh, we'll move on to question number five in consistency. From 1972 through 2012, Ian Millar of Canada 
has had a regularly scheduled appointment at the Summer Olympics. Ian holds the record for the most Olympic Games competed in at 10. And what sport did Ian Millar compete? We'll check in. Why the heck not? <laughs> uh, Turbo Teams checked in. Minnesota methamphetamines for the last time. Talk it out. 40 years of the Olympics. Yeah. Which means it's not a sport that's going to. It's, it's, it's age stupid. Well. You know what I mean? Um, it's that stupid sport. That one where they do gonna the be, stuff. It's going to be something with either shooting. No. Or it's it's, it's wrestling. No, it's not or, wrestling. It's, it's equestrian. <laughs> Weightlifting. Equestrian works. Arm wrestling. That's, that's it's, one of, it's one of those sports that you can do over forever. Top, and Canadians top, seem man. to do well, I believe. We're going over the top. Yeah, fine. I'm fine with equestrian. That's, that's All right. Fine. We'll go, go with a, the equestrian events for 60. And Dr- dressage. dressage. I think it's more jumping, not the dressage. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, t- Turbo Team, what'd you check in with? Horses, equestrian. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Both teams getting points there. The answer is equestrian. More. Uh, technically, he was in the team and individual slow jumps. Uh, slow, Ian, jumps. <laughs> slow jumps. Slow jumps to... Ladies and gentlemen, the slow jumps. Take yeah. it easy. <laughs> Ian would have made the 2016 games also, but his horse got injured. So well, this 10 go. times could have been... Um, and he in the 10 times... Oh, a lot of glue. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> In the 10 times that he was in the Olympics, he only won one medal, silver in 2008, which is one more medal than I've ever won. So Sorry, sorry Nicole. Yeah, but he's not at it for being there all the time. Yeah, exactly. How much glue do you get from a horse? The game has come to an end, and here are our final scores. Turbo Team uh, finishes with a respectable 460 <laughs> points. Womp womp. And our clipboard captains of the game who are receiving the coveted Charlie Batch Award with 860 points is Minnesota Methamphetamines. Yay. All right. Chris, you got you to bolt, so I'm going to have you go first. Chris, anything that you'd like to say before we wrap this up? Uh, gents, it was a pleasure to take part in this. It is terrifying how much uh, Daniel and Eric knew and how almost impossible they were to beat. My exuberance over Le Grand Orange was short. <laughs> uh, congratulations to you guys, and thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Well, thanks for being on, Chris. I really appreciate it. Uh, David's a huge supporter of ours, and when he said he wanted to bring a friend on, we thought, sure, this sounds great. And then he said that you work in sports radio. I said, well, that's even better. So, cool. Appreciate you Easy, Mark. On. Follow me on Twitter, Chris Muller, with an M-U-E-L-L-E-R-P-G-H. Chris Muller, P-G-H. All of my opinions suck, and my knowledge is even worse. <laughs> Done. No umlaut over the U there? No? <laughs> no, we put that in there to make sure everyone knew we were American. There you go. Cool. All right, thanks, Chris. Uh, David, anything that you'd like to say before we wrap it up? No, another fun game, guys. Probably we, we hung in there and battled uh, valiantly, I thought, for a while. But when they run the final, it's tough. So good mm-hmm. job. Good job. All right, Eric and Dan, last words. Don't do math, kids. Or go to Minnesota, <laughs> really. Don't or do either go to one. Minnesota? You don't want kids to go to Minnesota? 
they're just going to end up fans of the teams there. And then they're just going to be heartbreak over and over and over again. It's just not worth it. Stay out of Minnesota. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, if, if you don't want to do meth, there's one thing you could do and it's listen to the priority list podcast. Um, <laughs> but other than that, you could do meth and listen to it. It probably sounds same better. time, but you know, is it, is it, is it better or the same if the meth that you're doing is from your dead father it's equally bad great <laughs> equally great no 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 <laughs> All right. someone's got to be the voice of reason on this show and bombback's not here to do it so i have to don't do math kids please don't okay don't. so anyway uh david thank you very much for being on with us we really thank appreciate you, you coming on we appreciate all you do good luck against tim simplot in the uh, next round of the tournament oh. uh chris has already bailed but it's awesome that chris uh came on and joined us so yeah cool well thanks guys i, I do appreciate it It was fun with that uh thank you for listening to the bench Warmers trivia podcast until next time we'll keep the bench warm Ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.